Hey there, all you melting snowmen and snow women and snow everything in between. Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. The final episode of the year, episode 38. It could have been like fucking sick as fuck. We could have ended on episode 39 if I wasn't a fucking lazy ass a couple weeks ago. That's true. And that would have right. been like, that would have been fitting for the show. But we can't, well, the start of 2020 will be the episode 39. That's special. true. You know, Those you who don't know, the number 39, uh, very valuable in uh, Miku lore. Uh, I couldn't give you the specifics. It's a, it's a pun. It's a pun. In counting, in Japanese counting, there are um, so obviously there's two different numbers and uh, numbering systems in Japanese. There's uh, numbers and then there's counting, right? Yeah. And so in counting, three is me, and then nine is Q. So you put those together, three nine, it's me Ku. And, and also, if it's normally, if it's if it's just like. Not counting. It's Sankyu, which sounds like thank you. So it's like a whole, it's a whole pun. It's a Japanese pun. I just, because I always was like, because when I learned Japanese, I learned the three is San, right? Right. So I was like, okay, like, Sankyu does sound like thank you. I just don't know why fucking Miku has the the authority over saying thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's because, the, it's because like, in you're all, there's also the counting system. So me becomes three if you're counting something. I get, I guess so. I don't know. I that's didn't just pay true. that much like, attention. That's just true. I mean, it's the language. I didn't pay that much attention. I just remember, you know, whatever I, because I only remember And I'm one Miles J. Sam, how's it going? <laughs> you didn't even finish the intro this year, dude. You didn't God even finish it. it. We got all fucking sidetracked. Anyways, yeah, I'm here with my best friend Cole's Miles J, although you already said that. Miles, what the fuck's going on this week? I'm explaining counting to my friend Sam, so that, that was really yeah. rough. Well, obviously, it's been a year. It's been a, a, th- a 352 days. 60, or 365, yeah, if you're, if, 52 if weeks. If you're, if you're for listening to this, you should be listening to this on New Year's Eve, hopefully. If you're one of our day one listeners, if you are one of your day, if you are a day one listener, uh, let me publicly apologize for uh, missing Thursday for the last like month. <laughs> uh, the show's been going up at like Friday at two <laughs> because cause I, I don't know why I fucking do this to myself. We're like, I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm just going to pack everything on like two days a week so I don't have to worry about shit for the other five days. But like. You can't be floundering on the two days you have to do shit, um, which always fucking happens. My sleep schedule is getting a little rocky. Oh, my sp- my sleep schedule is off. Uh, my sleep schedule is awful. I went to bed at seven in the morning today. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not there. I've been there, but I'm not there right. I'm, now. I'm there, there right now, dude. I'm there. You you need to you need to fix that shit ASAP. Oh, I know. Just because I know. like I and and I'm always I always tell people that and I'm such I sound like such a fucking I turn on like dad mode or whatever when it comes to sleep. Just because I personally went through how how completely wrecked my entire life was from a terrible sleep schedule and I'm like I can't let this happen to people I people I know. Because it's so easy because you it's just it sleeps a lot, you know, we take it for granted, right? We all got to do it, right? Yeah, just like eating, Sam. Yeah, just like eat. Unfortunately, tragically, tragically, it's like it's like so so shitty. Because if someone, if the devil came up to me and it's like, all right, devil deal time. Do you want? Do you need? Do you want to never take have a need to sleep ever again, or do you want to never have to eat ever again? That's a extremely difficult choice for me because both are both are really fucking good. 
for me because most people are like oh i enjoy eating fuck sleep or whatever it's like oh i enjoy sleep fuck eating it's like no i like i hate both these things equally and do not want either of them to be a part of my life but here we are thanks for that sam by the way by the way i want to i want to get this on record that i am currently sitting at 241 pounds in september for for reference in like mid-september i weighed myself and i was 265 that's that's so great lost, 20 pounds yeah tw- 24 pounds and i have a secret is it that you hate to eat my, food sam is that the secret my, my secret to success that if you want to lose weight all you need to do is just not eat as much it's so it's so simple but when you actually like really stick to it and commit to just eating less every single day for me i just only eat one meal a day now period but i I, i've gotten used to that the hump of getting there is probably going to be a lot for some people so if you eat three meals a day cut it down to two just eat fucking less and you'll lose weight really fucking fast see my my weight loss my weight loss advice is um is to become like Sam and just hate food, hate the concept yeah. of food. Make food your enemy. I mean, my yeah. I never was good at losing weight. I was good at gaining weight because I was a you know I was a, a boxer and a martial artist for a couple years. Um, so I I have no weight loss advice help. But I've also apparently I'm underweight. I I can't be losing weight. I got to be gaining some weight. Yeah, I get we fat. Should, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if you just, I mean, you can gain weight if you could just, if you just, like, go to the gym and, like, yeah, work you gain up your muscle. muscles. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, I can't exactly go to the gym right now. Sam, this has been a year. It's been 365 days and 52 weeks and 525,600 minutes. It's been a year. Um, yeah, certainly has. Yeah, and obviously, we started the crack house. We entered the crack house in April. We walked in. We said, this is a good spot to set up our podcast. We got April stay- 9th. April 9th. We got a stay-at-home order from the government. They said, hey, you need to stay inside of this crack den. We said, okay, we can do this. It's just two weeks. weeks. <laughs> Famous Episode last two, words, crack house in quarantine. Episode 38, crack house still, still in quarantine. quarantine. God damn it, dude. It's because... I really want to go back and listen to our very first episode because that was recorded like a month before episode two ever like was was recorded. So we went from that's the only piece of content we have not in fucking quarantine. And I feel like you can you could probably chart a progression if you if someone were to go back. God love you if you did and go back from episode one and chart the course of our mental states from like episode one to thirty nine. You're gonna see some fucking crazy shit. Ironically I enough, I I actually feel like The Last of Us Part Two is a breaking point for both of us. Like it was that's that there is like I do like kind of I like half the show between pre Last of Us content and post Last of Us content. Yeah, pre pre Neil and post Neil. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you were you actually finished. Uh, you finished a very infamous game recently. Um, yeah, do you have any, uh, do you have any thoughts on, on, uh, on Cyberpunk 2077? Dude, I haven't finished that game yet. I don't know where you got oh, that th- idea Yeah, I thought from. you said that you were, you, you'd finished it. Cause you, you, you oh, texted me. I got, I think I might've, I might've said I, 
Because I, fi I, I finished a cyberpunk video that went up the other day that's really good. It's on my YouTube channel, Turnstile. We do it with friend of the show, uh, uh, Tom of Second Look Fame. Uh, we make video game content. Check it out. It's good. Uh, and I made a video about the, uh, like, uh, the, the contextual fallout of um, cyberpunk. Like, I'm still working through the game. You know, I gotta be honest. I'm like, so I'm about 25 hours in. Uh, and it's, it's just so, it's just so six out of 10. It hurts, dude. It's like, there's like some game design shit in here where it's like, per, let me give you two examples, two really easy examples to me that are like huge glaring issues. So this is a game that's in first person. I'm playing on a controller for the record because there's a lot of car shit. I'll get to the car shit in a second. Um, and you can choose, you, know, you have three weapons you can cycle between. Now, if you are on wep weapon one, and you want to get to weapon three. You have to press the button twice, and you have to bring out the other weapon for a split second. There's no way around it. So, it's super fucking cumbersome in this game to cycle between your weapons. And I'm like, fucking Destiny solved this problem in 2014. You want weapon two? Press. You want weapon three? Fucking hold it. Dark Souls 3 did this shit, right? Like, this is easy. Why is that? Why is that not how it works? Right? Like to me, that is something that is like a simple game design thing. Why does it not work like this? Another the the biggest thing that like makes half this game like an absolute nightmare is you're fucking driving right. Every the whole game's waypoint driven. It's not an RPG. Anyone who tells these games an RPG is fucking lying to you. It's a fucking open world Grand Theft Auto game with masquerading as an RPG because all the shit's fucking passive like all all your buffs and shit are passive it's just like innately making your character better and you your combat style doesn't really evolve over the course of the game in any significant way so half the game is fucking driving around trying to get to point A from point B because the map is just filled to the brim with fucking waypoints and you're driving through these pretty fucking on PC, a high-end PC, pretty dense city streets, right? The the nav is all the way up in the fucking corner in a really tiny fucking box. And you have to do this weird fucking thing where you're trying to lizard your fucking eyes apart. So you're trying to have your right eye always watching the nav so you know which way you're going. And also another eye on the fucking road to make sure you don't crash in any cars or people, more importantly, because sometimes if you just tap a person, someone sees it and it's like, hey, dude, you're reported, bro. The fucking cops are after you for all of 10 seconds because all you got to do is just drive away and then they have no way of chasing after you because the, the chase AI is fucking busted. It's there. I've seen a chase happen from someone else. It's just broken in the game and... I miss my turns all the fucking time because I'm just, I'm trying to get immersed, right? I'm trying to play the game, be in Night City, all this fucking shit. Have fun. I'm trying to have fun. And oh, nope, totally missed my fucking turn because I looked away from the nav, focused on the, on the lush environment or whatever. I just, it's so fucking mid. Anyone just play Hades. Like that's the, my point here is for the love of God, play fucking Hades. I'm five hours in this fucking game, Miles. This shit is so fucking good. I'm like, I played 25 minutes of it. And I'm like, 
the, in 25 minutes of this game, there, I, I, I visualized and seen and have experienced more really excellent game design decisions for looking at the game from an analytical perspective. There was more in Hades in 25 minutes than there was in 25 hours of Cyberpunk. Hades is so fucking good. Do not let the normie hype dissuade you from playing this fucking game. Do not let Super Giants, like, I'll be a pretty good track record, but like, you know, sevens and eights and nines. Like, track record dissuade you. This game is fucking good. Okay. I will definitely play Hades once I'm done playing uh, games I don't like. So that's really cool. Yeah, you finished a Splinter Cell, right? I did not. I got to chapter 9 of 10. I I finished chapter 9. Only one last level left. And I'm sitting here, and I'm not sure whether or not I would say that this game is good, or this game is a game I like. Because I don't know which, (laughs) right? And, And I'll say this much. I'll say this much. I hate to say... Oh, the game is aged poorly. I just, I don't think games age, right? I, I think yeah. that games are always of a certain quality uh, at a certain time. It's just that our context for the game ages. Yeah. Uh, and I have to take that back because it turns out PC games do fucking age. Uh, because that's just like the, like the technology holding PC games together just breaks the more PC <laughs> keeps going forward. And so like, I'm I'm at a point though. I'm just at a point where I I have to wonder was it like this in 2005? Because I'm I'm sitting here, right? I'm sitting here playing this game. Um and I'm thinking back to all of the all of the wonderful scripted sequences and all the wonderful video games that I've played. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about all the systemic games. I'm you know, I'm thinking about my time with Deus Ex. Deus Ex, some interesting shit happens sometimes. You know, I'm think I'm thinking about Breath of the Wild, thinking about Metal Gear Solid 5. I mean, I'm even thinking of some games that I haven't thought about in 9,000 years. Like fucking shadow of mordor sitting here thinking about dude hell yeah bro fucking hell yeah (laughs) i'm sitting here thinking about all these games where i'm like man they had all these like really complicated scripts and all these things and like that shit's really hard that shit's really hard you know i i kind of understand why 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 you could only make these sort of systemic games at least it seemed to be you could only really make systemic games on pcs um because like it just you know it asks a lot of your machine right it asks a lot Um, and also it asks a lot of your fucking controller. You can't do it with a mouse and keyboard. And and maybe it's just, maybe I'm just limited. Maybe it is that consoles could have always had these kinds of games. I mean, surely Splinter Cell was on console, but it was also on the Xbox, which was basically a PC in that era. Um, or or similar strengths. Like you could play Halo and on Windows. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So albeit that PC port is bad. Well, yes, that but PC but that's the point. Really like you you can um, you know like there like for a while, Psychonauts was only playable on PC and Xbox, right? Like hell yeah. like Xbox and PC, they were fucking dick and ass close to each other. All right, they were fucking docking for the winter. So so I'm playing Splinter Cell. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, man, this game is really fucking cool. Uh, a little too level design driven to be like, uh, my one-off, oh, this is like better than Metal Gear, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like Metal Gear, very systemic um, for the most part, except for MGS1, which is more on the 
you know, which is more on the level, the level design driven side. And I've just never been a huge fan of like level design driven stealth games. I think they're always interesting, but they're only interesting once. Um, and then it's kind of hard to go back to them, but it is kind of fun to like optimize a run and be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I can get through this room really fast, you know, cause like I, I know all this, but like Splinter Cell, it's very much like, all right, here's how you get through the room. Find the vent. There you go. You've, you've bypassed all the obstacles. If you can't, well, you got to go the hard way, but the hard way is still interesting. But once you know that there's an easy way, you're never going to take the hard way ever again. And, and the game has no checkpoints. So if you get caught once while well, you're getting sent back to the beginning of the stage, unless you save scum. So gotcha. if you're me, you're eventually going to discover the easy way, which is still after a good amount of game time, right? It's not like I'm like, oh, I discovered the easy way immediately. The game's over. I won. Um, but uh, but it, it is very interesting, uh, and I do like the game. I think it, it is a really high watermark for 3D stealth level design, um, and, and I haven't played Thief. That's the thing. I'm going to play Thief next, uh, and Thief is apparently like it. Thief is it when it comes to, like, stealth level design but for now yeah. i think splinter cell is is the most impressive one i've played thus far and again haven't played Dishonored. make sure to stay tuned make sure to stay tuned for next week when thief when miles comes on and tells us that thief sucks i i mean <laughs> i don't know i think i'll like it but like so anyway so the thing with splinter cell uh is that it's just like the level the 3d level design very awesome the you know the, the maps are pretty readable and pretty dense and there's a lot of good shit but then it's also a game by ubisoft from 2005 which means inherently it can't be that good it's not allowed to be uh it's just the law of 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 the universe won't let it be and also it was a yearly release so like that doesn't help its chances either yeah um but so I'm, i'm playing through splinter cell and i'm realizing oh my god Half the scripts in the second half of the game don't work. They just don't work as they're intended to. You could reload a fucking save and get seven different fucking results. Whereas in the last level, everything was like consistent to a T, right? All the scripts were also in the early levels. Real, real quick. I just want to point out we're talking about chaos theory specifically. We've just been referring to it as Splinter Cell, which I just realized is not the name of the game. It's the name of the series. It is Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Sorry. Yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, and then I was like, yeah, all right, that's it, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's the whole franchise. Tom Clancy's. Tom Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Chaos Theorem. Um, so, uh, so I'm sitting. All the scripts are fucking broken in 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 like around the North Korean missile battery onward. You'll just have these scripts where it's like, what are you doing? Like, there's a there's a computer that's off in the North Korean missile battery. It just started off, right? <laughs> it starts off, and then an enemy walks in. And he goes. Oh, and the funny part is, um, this was 2005, made by a bunch of Canucks, um, or whoever it was. It was made by a bunch of American, uh, dissenters in France, um, sell us bottled water as criminals. So anyways, so, um, started a war on American soil. Um, thanks Ubisoft. So anyways, so, so like, you have all these characters, like, so you're in, you're in, like, Mexico or, like, 
you know, Puerto Rico or, you know, wherever yeah. the fuck you are, right? And in, Doing and some in, international espionage. Yeah, it's yeah. international espionage, you know. And in MGS, like, they might have the characters speak the language or they might, like, the only thing is they, they had the Russian soldiers in MGS2 and they and Kojima was like, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Let's not do that again. Um, but in the Japanese version, they're just Japanese guys and they're not attempting a Russian accent, right? Oh, okay. And then in, in MGS3, they kind of explain it away by, like, there's a great... This is a great moment when uh, everyone's speaking English, and then Sokolov, who is a native Russian, goes, by the way, your Russian is superb. And it's like, oh, there we go. They're all speaking Russian. Cool. Now we know. Um, wait, wait, where did you learn Russian, American man? So... That oh. shit... Dude, that, that shit throws me off in media. I, I, I really love it when... when uh when characters like speak in their native tongue and it's like translated or not translated if you're not supposed to if you're which not I, supposed which to is always fun um but yeah. yeah so so they went for the the nice middle ground because like you got to understand these characters um so you're in like you know you're in you're in mexico or wherever the fuck you are and all the guards be like hey gringo I was looking, I was, I was looking in my fucking toilet because obviously we always have the Montezuma's revenge, eh? And I found myself, uh, found myself a sombrero, should I, you know, inside of my fucking toilet. Like, you know what I mean? And then, and then you, then you go to North Korea and the North Koreans are like, where did that missile come from? I, I, I want answers to where that missile come from. And it's just like, Jesus of Christ. Like, and, and that's the thing, like, you Thi- God not, bless 05. I'm Holy not exaggerating. Shit, I'm not exaggerating this, by the way. Like you, you see some Japanese oh, no, guys. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm sh- no. I believe you, dude. I've I lived through 2005. Yeah, you like J- Japan Japanese characters be like, we we have to uh, defend our honor <laughs> because uh, it uh, Doug Shetland has betrayed us and caused the Japanese embassy to be framed for the launch of the missile, and it's just like. <laughs> And I'm just like, bro, what the fuck is going on? I haven't heard this in 15 years. God bless. Dude, God bless. But so, so you, you, and the other problem is that all of the, the characters kind of share the same lines, like all the guards share the same lines. So there are some lines that kind of sound pretty good for English, you know, guys, like you'll have this gruff guy be like, nothing here, but ghosts and shadows, you know? And then, (laughs) then you go to fucking North Korea and the North Koreans like nothing here but ghosts and shadows, and it's just like you just know that they fucking handed them the line, yeah, phonetically. <laughs> and and there there seems like they're just like you say this in your Chinese accent, and this guy named Mark is at the, is at the fucking booth, and he's like, yeah, gotcha. I'll say the line. All right, <laughs> nothing here but ghosts and shadows. And then it's like, all right, great, Mark. That was really good. Now get out of the booth. Yeah, okay, gonna go. Uh, you know, I'm gonna gonna go jerk off in an airport bathroom now. Be right back. <laughs> um, and and so like, so it, so you you have these like moments of like shared lines between everybody. Um, which which then becomes weird because then you're in North Korea and there's a splinter cell that is supposed like another splinter cell which is supposed to also be sent in by Irving who who is your you know Irving um, Lambert who is your CO so then he gets sent you know they're sent in but they're still speaking in Korean accents even though I guess they're supposed to be American so I don't know that's confusing whoops yeah oops oopsie doopsie um boy i sure hope someone gets fired for that blunder but yeah so the scripting is fucked in the second half of the game and i and i and immediately i get why i'm like all right yearly release they're like people aren't gonna play past stage six a lot of people aren't gonna play past stage six 
let's focus our attention on these, sta- the you know, the earlier stages that they can be like, oh my god, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is amazing. Like, these are, the early stages are awesome, you know? Can't wait to see what happens next. The North Korean missile battery. There's a, there's a, a, a computer. It's just off, right? It starts off. Instantly, guard comes out. He's like, this computer is supposed to be on. And I'm like, no, it's not. It started off. It was off when the room started. When I loaded into the room. And, and it would be fine if it's like, Sam, sometimes they're going to blame you for stuff you didn't do. Yeah. They just stay calm when they do that. You know what I mean? Like, if that was sort of like a mechanic, like, oh, there's all these little curveballs thrown at you sometimes. You got to deal with them. Yeah. Right? But, like, the computer was off, and they're just like, yeah, it was off the whole time. Um. So, uh, then I'm sitting here, right? I'm sitting here in level eight, which is, you go to Seoul, North Korea, which is under fire. It's like MGS4's first chapter, where it's, it's you're on an active battlefield. Wait, I, I, excuse me, where are you? In Seoul, North Korea, or South Korea. But, oh, I was about to say, wait a minute. Sorry, Seoul, South Korea. No, I mean, if it was Seoul, North Korea, there might have been, you know, you could always say there's some kind of, you know. I was just about to say, does North Korea also have a Seoul? No, they don't have a Seoul. Uh, they don't have a soul, and the North Koreans, they don't have souls either. They don't have dark souls, because I'm they're... That, I'm saving that dad joke. Yeah, their government uh, their government uh, thinks that video games are, are a backdoor to uh, to capitalism, so... Uh, which they kind of are, I guess. Um, but uh, they're kind of right. Anyways. Yeah, your point? Yeah, uh, but anyways, so, I mean, well, it's dangerous to the North Koreans if you want them to stay in a horrible regime forever, is my point. So, um... Anyways, so you go to Seoul in South Korea, and, and it's an active battlefield, and, and instantly it's just like, okay, everything's wrong. You've done everything wrong. So the, the level begins with you on a second story floor. You got to rappel down a wall, right? You got to rappel down a wall to get to street level. And then immediately there's a bomb. This is your first real time being introduced to trip mines that you can disarm yourself. Because normally there's right. a trip mine that you just you can't deal with in one of the earlier levels, and that's it. So, immediately, you go down this this wall, the rappel animation takes fucking forever, but you're just gonna go on, oh, I died. Alright, we gotta do it again. Okay, well, now I gotta slowly walk and, and disarm the bomb. Okay, great. Disarm the bomb, climb over a wall. Hey, you need to interrogate some guards. Okay, you gotta listen to their conversations that they, you can isolate them. Alright, now you can listen to the conversation. Awesome. Good job. You know, alright, next up, gotta go into your first stealth area. And it's just like, by this point, three minutes have gone by, roughly. Like, two to, yeah. th- you know, one to three minutes. I don't, I don't know how long. It feels like forever when you're doing it over and over again. And then at this point, some of the left, like, the, there's so much fire and the lighting's fucked up and crazy. So, like, it's really hard to just, like, rely on shadows in this level. Um, and so, that's fine. But whatever, you know, then you get to part two. Part two, they introduce these North Korean drones that you... They just they just show up. You might not even notice they're there until you're shot at for the first time. And then they don't checkpoint you at the start of part two of the level. So you might have to start... <gasps> excuse me. I don't have to start back at part one. Luckily, I saved, so I didn't have to do that. Um, and then this level's like mega linear, right? So there's a lot of waiting. Unlike the other ones where it's more level design driven. This one is like... You're... you're you're going in a straight line. You're going you're going where the level tells you to go. Um, and so, like, it's just, like, all these really fucked up kind of, like, structures because the city's been bombed to shit and all these things. Uh, and so, the longer you go, it's, oh, it, you know, it's okay. It's not too bad. Um, but eventually, you do reach a point 
where you have to deal with one of the worst segments I think I've ever seen in a video game. Like, it was one of these moments where, do you remember your childhood, Sam, where you were playing a game and you were like, what the fuck? How could this be in a game? And, like, those moments don't really happen as often anymore because games aren't as hard, you know? Like, there there are moments where, where games have really significant low points, but rarely is the low point, like, this feels broken to me. This segment is bullshit hard. It uh, it feels unfair. It's not because of the enemy design or anything like that. This shit just sucks, right? Yep. I, I don't have that many moments in games anymore. Like maybe on a certain difficulty level when I'm like, oh, fuck, the difficulty system is just broken, right? The game's yeah. broken now. Um, I, I, just, I, I don't have those many moments anymore. And I was like, man, our childhood was not any better. In fact, this shit happened, so it sucked. Um, because, uh, so you're in this stage where there's, there's, there's two North Korean, so- uh, South Korean probably soldiers. One of them's gotta run up to their little mark, you know, uh, to the, to the, yeah. they, they go to, they go to find their path. They're advancing on an enemy. Um, but he can run back to his position. So you gotta, you gotta slowly, get past him. Oh, and by the way, there's a wall mine where if you try to approach it, sometimes the geometry will just thrust Sam up into the air slightly so that you'll just be walking. You'll get moved up into the air a fucking inch. The bomb will explode because your your fucking your 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 speed has hit the 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 level of speed <laughs> necessary because you've been falling for 1 second, right? So so they're like, "All right, he's moving at that speed. Blow him up." Uh so so that happened and I was like, "Flatten the road." Flatten the level. This this is really easy. Just remove the slope that's next to the bomb. It's the easiest solution in the world. Um, and then afterwards, like literally, you you, you point and click. You point and click on the Z axis or on, on the X axis, and you drag it down. And it's so easy to fix. I mean, and I'm I'm not. This isn't even like a level design issue. This is like one piece of geometry. This is like, how, dude, this is literally how I feel with cyberpunk right now. It's like, why, why is it like this? So, so then the, you're the telling fucking... me you stopped this shit in January and you just let this sit for months while you fixed your broke ass game. So, so then, so, so the, the fucking guy, he runs out, but then he can just run back for no reason. Right. He runs out and then immediately he goes, fuck, sorry, wrong, oops, wrong, I'm, I went too fast, gonna run back immediately, and then by the way, he'll see you while you're there, so you can't crawl too, too fast, and, and by the way, they're in the middle of a fucking firefight, but they see Sam Fisher and they go, that's your priority, I know we're getting shot at by a tank turret right now, that's your priority, shoot at that guy, uh, and so like, there's a period of time when you're just like out of, 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 of shadows. You just can't rely on a shadow. So, like, you just gotta hope he doesn't run backwards while you're, while you're going over this vast stretch of land twice, or else he'll get shot at, which is perfectly fine. Then immediately afterwards, you know, you get to street level, or, you know, you get to, you get above street level, you get to an area, and then it's like, fuck, alright. So then the level design is there's an awning, and then there's like a, a it's like a drape of some kind in front of the awning. Then another awning yeah. behind it, and you gotta get to street level by getting off the first awning, but you, you might, you might be walking forward, you see a drape, and you're like, I can't go forward anywhere, so you're looking around for other things, by the way, now you've already been spotted, because you're looking for the way down, when the solution is, go to the left slightly, where there's a gap, and then fall through that, but you can't really see it, 
right? It's just like, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. It, uh, that's a hard moment to explain because it's completely in the dark. Um, and then you get to street level and there are tanks and the tanks can see in the dark. Even though visibility in a tank, famously, very bad. <laughs> Not fucking Korean tanks. Apparently, yeah, no, North Korean tanks? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you think a North Korean tank can see in the dark? North Korean tanks can't see in the light. <laughs> like... <laughs> You seen their rockets? They're nocturnal tanks, asshole. Yeah, they got nocturnal tanks. So then, maybe the worst segment in any video game I've played in like I don't know ten years. Honestly, like this is like this is a, a low. This is a, a low I haven't seen in a long fucking time. Um, you're on the street. There's a tank. Tank is rotating. You know, tank tank is sweeping. Whatever. And then there's a flickering light. Most lights you can shut them off somehow. You can't shut off this flickering light because it's broken, right? So then, you're on street level, there are three enemies on the other side of you. Lights are fucking crazy, you shoot out the lights that everyone's like, oh fuck, something's up. So you can't really shoot them out, right? And then this tank is sweeping. So then the light is also flickering behind you. Light flickers, tank sees you, you're done, right? Tank is facing you, or it sweeps past you, you're done. You gotta walk between, you know, you have to carry two bodies. One body, then another body. You gotta carry them both over this kind of like, relatively long stretch for that time. It takes, I don't know, maybe three seconds to cross, right? Which is a lot of time in a stealth game, so to speak. It's a lot of time to be seen. Um, so, the light flickers for a random amount of time. Roughly, there's a decent cooldown on it, right? It's not like it's gonna flicker immediately after it stops. But it could strobe for, like, 20 fucking seconds, or it could strobe for only 10. And then immediately, uh, you know, meanwhile, the tank's movements are random. The tank sweeps in random directions. So the way that you would normally want, you, you'd think you'd do it is, okay, the tank is sweeping, but the light's not flickering. Okay, tank's not sweeping. Oh, but the light's flickering. Oh, nope, they're syncing up at the same time. Oh, they're both done. Let's go. You know, it's a little bit of waiting, but whatever. So, so like, either of these elements can happen. It could just screw you up. So the stars need to align twice, three times. Both of these elements need to align twice, and then you gotta do them thrice. So like, it sucks, it's garbage, it's fucking, throw it out, Th do it again. Wait, qu just quick save. Uh, I mean, I, I could have, sure, but like, my thing is that like, and I, I, I did start to quick save, right? But I was thinking about the fact that like, I don't know how the quick save fucking f feature works on the console version. Does the Xbox have quick save? It might. You know, does the PS3 version have quick save? I don't know. So what the fuck do you do for those guys? Like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, good fucking not luck. Your, not so, my problem. Yeah, so I, I didn't quick <laughs> not save. Not my problem. Master race, baby. Here's the thing. So I didn't quick save because I'm not a fucking weakling, right? I'm not a fucking weakling. I'm sorry. But like, a lot of these games are built with being able to quick save in mind. Not not this one, dude. Like, the, the whole point is, like, the game is about getting one perfect, beautiful run. How are you? How is one supposed to get one perfect, beautiful run? When you've never done it before. You do it after you finish the level a couple of times. But, like, the the problem I have with this is that even if you quick save, it doesn't fucking matter, right? It doesn't fucking matter because you still got to do this shit three times. It's still gonna, You're still going to fucking die every time. You fucking quick save after you've done it. Great, now you got to do it again. I don't fucking care if I can quick save. I still got to do this shit. All right, great, you did it. Quick save. Do it again. Fuck you. And it's just like... The best you can do is quick save at the moment before you have to go past the tank, right? That's the best you can do. 
You still gotta sit here and wait for that shit to happen. Congratulations. You you've saved, you know, you you went from having to deal with this for 20 minutes to having to deal with this for two and a half minutes. But you still gotta fucking deal with it. You still gotta do it. It's still gonna line the fuck up for you. And you're still gonna die the same amount of fucking times. It's just that it, you're not gonna have to do it all at once. That's it sucks. It's bad. Throw it out. And then the problem is that they also keep doing these fucking set pieces. So I'm going through this one set piece. I'm going through a fucking bathhouse. Bathhouse level, great, by the way. There's steam that you have to walk through. You got to throw on your thermal goggles. You never use the thermal goggles. They finally found a use for them. I'm like, fuck yes. I knew that they're there. I knew I could do this. Feels super smart. Level design in that level, pretty good. You're flipping off light switches. Like, you're, you're, it's more light focused than a lot of the other ones. And the, and the light switches are pretty different. So you're using darkness a lot more, right? And then they do the most head-ass thing I've ever seen. They have another, like, active shootout, right? And the problem is that the enemies are already on alert, so you, you can still be spotted as an intruder, okay? Um, so there's a vent into the bathhouse. There's a vent into that room. Uh, you can't exit out of the normal way to get into the bathhouse. Um, so you have to leave this vent, right? But the thing is, you can't see outside the vent... There's an enemy in the corner. He might be looking at you. He might not. You know the only way to find out? Go through the vent and hope he didn't fucking see you. Um, so, yeah. cause it's, so the corner's just blind. You literally, like, and it's not even like a, a level geometry issue. You can't zoom the camera out because you're in first person mode when going through vents. Mm-hmm. You can't peek out of the vent. You just have to exit the vent. You have to commit. You got to commit to the bit. So then you go out, you might get fucking seen. Well, all right, that's fine. I didn't get seen. You might get seen anyways while you're going to the other side of the room because the enemy might decide he's going to have to move back. And by the way, this is now the time when they decide to to introduce you to enemies with night vision goggles. Not in a stealth level when you can kind of safely figure it out. Lambert doesn't say, by the way, Sam, those guys have night vision goggles. You know what I mean? No one tells you this. You just figure that shit out yourself when you turn off the lights, think you're sneaking through, then they shoot you anyway. And you go, oh, those are night vision goggles. I thought they were gas masks because they looked like the fucking same thing. And by the way, they're wearing NVGs and gas masks at the same time. So I, I don't blame me, right? Don't blame me for this shit. So, so you, you see this shit, right? You see both of them. You get, and, and, and there's this room where it's like, you, one side, three enemies with night vision positioned behind poles ready to execute you on the other side, okay? You gotta figure your way through this room without being spotted. Um, and the solution is, is smoke grenades, I've found. Um, so that room is not hard. A lot of people consider it the hardest room in the franchise. Apparently, I disagree. I I I think the tank room is much worse. Um, but great, you clear it, right? You fucking clear it. And and originally, I was thinking like a stealth man. I said, okay, I'll take out both of these lights with my OSP. Gonna sneak through while it's dark. No, they they have night vision goggles. That's how I found out these enemies have night vision goggles. It's it's, it's because they just threw me in this environment. So. I get through there. Great. I, I made it through that hard room. There's a fucking bomb on the wall waiting for you that you don't see. You turn the corner. Bomb goes off. Do the room again. And it's just like, and, and you just fucking know those developers were laughing. They were laughing when they put that in. And I'll be honest, I did too. I thought it was funny. But that's only because I didn't think that room was that hard. 
If I was like everyone else on the planet, I thought it was the worst room in the game, I probably would have fucking quit. <laughs> and but I quit at North Korea or South Korea at one point. I left for two and a half weeks to play Vanquish over and over again. Um, so fuck that. But anyways, so then you get to this great little segment. It's a nice like Metal Gear asks s segment. Like you're in a smoky room, you know, underground. Yeah. Um, there's bombs. You got to defuse the bombs. Every time you defuse a bomb, the villain comes out from like a different area, an area where you kind of can't take him take him down. And he goes, Sam, you know, you've you've abandoned your your principles just to be a slave to the government, Sam. You know, he's 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 fucking monologuing at you. I'm like, this is great. Nice smoky conditions. Our bad guy is trying to break you by talking, which is always awesome. Okay. And then there's a bomb threat you gotta defuse. So how do they ruin this segment, Sam? How do they ruin this segment? They put enemies Probably in it that board. they don't come from an entrance. The enemies don't come from an entrance. They materialize onto the map after a bomb has been defused. You won't know they're there until they shoot you to death, right? And I, I know a boss room when I see it. I know a boss room when I see it. I, I come into that room and I say, this is a fucking boss room. I'm going to save. Thankfully. Did you not see it? Did it fucking get you? No, I didn't. I, I knew it, but like I saved. But then... The fucking boss, you know, the, the enemies kill me. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess there are enemies in this room. But if I didn't, I would have had to go through that smoke grenade room again. So thankfully I was, I was wise. I knew what I was doing. Um, but anyway, so then it turns out I'm like, fuck. All right, well, I'll just sneak past them. I've killed no enemies in this level so far. You know, I've, I've, I've knocked out no enemies in this level so far. I'm just going to sneak past them. Uh, and, and while I'm defusing the bomb, while the cutscene is playing, uh, you know, I'm just going to do that. So, like, I sneak past them. I'm being all clever. And then it turns out during the, the scripted animation when you're defusing the bomb, the enemies can just fucking see you. Doug Shetland can be fucking talking to you, being like, Sam, you know, you're a tool of the government. Join me, Sam. And then meanwhile, while he's monologuing, these fucking, these fucking goons, who he's paying, by the way, can just start shooting you to fucking death when clearly Doug Shetland wants you alive. They're just, they're, and, and Doug doesn't, like, fucking reprimand them. He's not like, stop, hold your fire while he defuses the bomb. They just fucking kill you, right? And then the thing is, there are three bombs to defuse every time you get more of his speech, right? Which is awesome. Yeah. But it, it would only be awesome if you could def focus on defusing the bombs. So you get the speech. And, and the, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to explain this. In game design, if you're trying to tell a little bit of a story moment, ease the fuck up. Ease the fuck up. Let your story moment, let, let, let the player have your story moment, right? You don't have to make a climactic sequence as hard as humanly possible. Because sometimes the best way to do it is to actually have it be kind of easy, right? Like, like with fucking... Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, well, like, like King Alant, False King Alant at the end of Demon Souls. Like, to have your moment where, like, this boss is so pathetic, like, King Alant's drive for power has made him this pathetic. Or, like, you know, you have, um... Made in Astraya, right? She just fucking kills herself, right? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> ha let let the player have that moment. Like, Made in Astraya doesn't c stand up, pick up a fucking scythe, and start going at you, right? While yeah. while monologuing She's just like, about fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, like you killed my guy, and, th and that's the thing. Like she she kills herself with so much fucking hatred for you and your quest oh, for the demon so souls. Oh, she's so mad. It's, she's so fucking mad, dude. It's great, but but if they were like, well. Well, while she's monologuing, we gotta have ten dredglings attack you, because that's hard, or she's gotta turn into a boss. It's like, no, sometimes you ease up. While I'm defusing these bombs, make the bombs hard to find. Give me a nice tight deadline. While I'm disarming the bombs, have Doug say something. Next bomb, harder to reach. 
Make the room a little bit bigger, you know, whatever. Don't put fucking enemies in it, because that just ruins the, the moment, because every time you get fucking sent back to start, because you have to learn where these enemies are, because you gotta hear you, the fucking speech again. Yeah, you gotta hear him speak again. And I have to remind you, the, the enemies materialize into the room. They don't start on the map. They don't come from a door. They just load in. They just show up. Yeah, they instant transmission into they the room. They instant transmission into the room. And so, like... Then you do that segment, right? You finish it. You go up to the door. Fourth enemy opens the door, sees you, and shoots you dead. So then you got to do the segment again. And it's just like, great. Well, now all the emotions of this moment, all the turmoil, all the thoughts I might have had, all of the food for thought Doug has given me about whether or not I'm a tool for the government or whether or not he's the bad guy here. It's all ruined. I'm not thinking about that shit because now I'm thinking about this room like a fucking puzzle box. I'm like, great, I know the enemy's about to come up, so I, I have to stand ready at the door to shoot him. I'm, I, even though, even though you know, like on a ludonarrative side, you would be going after Doug Shetland immediately, right? Like, apparently, no, he's just got a guy. He's just got a guy that Sam Fisher has to psychically know about to get to him. And and I liked the bomb segment, in theory, on future playthroughs when I know what the fuck I'm doing. The bomb segment's gonna be really cool on future playthroughs when I know what I'm doing. But like, yeah. right now, it sucks. And and it's just like they it's so cool. Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is so cool and so ambitious. And there's all these really cool moments. Uh, but then it's gotta be the level design's great. And then it's gotta be fucking script based. And their scripting sucks. And it's just like, man, which leads to worth a play. Uh, yes, I think it is. I think it is worth a play. All right. I think it is. You heard it here first. But it it is worth a play. But but on the caveat that there's some bullshit, just quick save, man. Like, just just fucking do it. Like, don't even worry about it. Every time you finish a room, just fucking quick save because the scripting's going to break anyway. It's like. (laughs) <laughs> Who gives a shit? Doing doing these rooms perfectly is kind of a crapshoot. It's it's like it's like uh it's like flipping a coin. There's a one in two chance when you flip the first coin, and I'll take those odds. 50 50, I'll take those odds. Um next time you want it you okay, well you gotta get heads again. Now it's a one in four chance. Now it's a one in eight chance. It's just a half life, right? Of getting it each well, time. N- no, that's that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Well just be coin just because a coin flips heads once. If you flip the same coin again, there's still a 50% chance heads comes up. There's just a one in four chance for you to... to no, it, it, this that's not how it works. If you flip a coin 50 times, there's a one in two chance you get a heads on every single flip. Because... It, it's not like a fucking slot machine, dude. So, wait, so, because so what this am is I the thinking fucking of? gambler's fallacy. What am I thinking, thinking of, gambler's of that? Fallacy. What am I thinking of that every time you do it, your chances of it being the same way reduces again and again? Like, like, because that is a thing. Like, your You're chances of, of one of the uh, ticket, one of the big ticket making machines at the Wisconsin Dells. Sure, sure. Um, one of the big ticket like, making actually, machines. Actually, actually, uh, per- no, but you want me to give you a perfect example of this in action, speaking of quarters? Uh, have you ever been to an arcade and you have those where you put in a token and the token comes down and it physically pushes other tokens towards you? Yeah. I, that, that could kind of, you could kind of be like that. It's like you either get more tokens, you either get tokens or you don't get tokens. But hey, 
this did push the pile a little bit further if I want to try again. Yeah, but but the I idea guess would be is the that, best like, example of that. The more you but, push your luck, the more everything the, the more everything has to align for you and obviously Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. less of a chance it, it's yeah. not about the less yeah, of a chance yeah, I then, a lot of po- that you're gonna have that all of those things are gonna work. When you did I this watched room a lot one of time, Pokemon challenges. Yeah. That yeah. that go that go that have to deal with this kind of shit where it's like where it's like, yeah, it's not getting the crit's not hard. It's just getting the crit on turns two and turn six in this very specific plan uh, yeah. to win is is what's hard. And it's like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, that's that sort of thing. But I, I do recommend it. I think the game is good. I like it. Well, no, I don't think the game is good. I think the game is good. I think that the scripting is fucked up uh, and that makes it less good. Um, but I do like it. Uh, and that means that I have to give it my first cracky award for 2020 uh, for biggest I'm not so sure chief of the year. <laughs> Great. I'll, uh, let's see. I'll reward well, let my... Me, let me ooh. say something. Let me just, let me preface this segment, Sam. I gotta preface this segment. Okay. okay. The year is over. Nothing good has happened. It's been a miserable nightmare of a year. All right, let's let's just let's go over it, okay? January, World War Three. February, beginning of pandemic, uh, or beginning of of the 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 start of a pandemic. Ironically enough, February and May probably the best months. But both of those, February was the best month if you're American. If you were Chinese, it was an awful month. <laughs> yeah, because that's when the fucking, fucking flu Italy. came. Out. <laughs> yeah, for fucking Patchons all fucking. Got hit bad by fucking COVID out there in fucking February. So yeah, so then March, March, beginning of quarantine, or like halfway through March, start of quarantine, okay? April, all of quarantine, COVID is serious, COVID deaths are rising, no one gets their stimulus checks. I lost my job in April. Yeah. May, murder hornets. Now, it turns out the murder hornets were not a big deal, but we did not know that. That was so fucking funny, dude, because when I saw the murder horse show, I'm like, no. I'm like, it's not, stop, stop it, cut it out, it's not, it's not real, it's not fucking real. It was not real, but, but, you know what, the scare, it was nowhere near me, so I was like, I don't give a fuck, who cares, murder yeah. hornets, I'm, I'm staying inside anyways, I don't care. Anyways, June, police brutality, <laughs> police brutality crisis, again, uh, fucking July, riots in the streets, uh, <laughs> what happened in August, August was also kind of shitty. Apple fire in California. That's the one. Landslides in India. Yep. Natural State disaster of emergency month. in California. Yeah. Natural. Oh, no. Yeah. California was on fire in August. That's oh, what happened. Oh, that's that's right. The fucking sky was was yellow for three straight days in August because the whole state was on fire. Uh, okay. September 9-11 again. Another 9-11. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the the Freedom Tower fell this time. Um, <laughs> October Halloween's canceled. Fucking Halloween's yeah. canceled in October. November election season. A miserable, miserable time. The war in California. All right. The Ubisoft December, crisis. Yeah, and then in December, Cyberpunk fucking sunk. Yeah, and then December, Cyberpunk was the biggest disaster. So you know. It all sucked. Everything sucked. What a shit year. 2020 is an awful year. Nothing bad, nothing good happened. Except, of course, for some things. 
because we got to hand out awards at the end of the year. That's what every show does. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't the end of the year if, if it ain't an award, if it's not awards, dude. Yeah, so I'm we're handing out our first crackies, which are our crackies <laughs> uh our crackies awards, which are for a bunch of made-up superlative segments we're going to come up with on the spot. All right. Exactly. So my my cracky award to Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is the I don't know about this one, Chief Award. Okay. For excellence yeah. in confusing me as to whether or not I like the game. Sam, what is your award? Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Pokemon. Just poke. Just Pokemon, dude. Pokemon. Because Pokemon is like I I've watched. I think I have watched more pokemon content like this year than any than anything else i've watched a ton of pokemon content because it's super fucking interesting and really diverse and cool but when it comes to like any time i boot up the games i'm like oh fuck dude god damn it i like i remember immediately why i like do not play them anymore and it's such just such a fucking bummer it makes me it makes me mad i want to like pokemon as much as I used to when I was a kid, but I just, I, I don't have my, the heart in it anymore. Okay, now I'm going to hand out my next award, right? All right. This award is for bleh moment of the year, okay? Okay. All right, and I'm handing out the award for bruh moment of the year to the Smash player who said, if you watch Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, you are a guaranteed pedophile. Notice <laughs> I said Smash player. Because yeah. what happened next will not surprise you. It was revealed that he sent us unsolicited nudes to a minor at the age of 14 years old. What Smash player was this? I don't give a fucking shit. He was some garbage player, probably. He was probably some fucking nobody, honestly. But I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving that to all the pedophiles who said Uzaki-chan was a show for pedophiles. That is my bruh award of 2020. So congratulations, pedophiles. You have won my, my cra the cracky for... Bruh moment of 2020. I guess Ozaki Chan also kind of wins bruh moment of 2020 because like of the <laughs> just all of it. Yeah, the whole the whole but, thing. But specifically the pedophiles. All the pedophiles win because there were so many pedophiles who were fucking against Uzaki Chan, and all of them ended up being outed as pedophiles later on. And it was clear deflection. So bruh moment of bruh moment of the year. <laughs> Goes to to all the pedophiles who who hated Uzaki Chan on principle. I love it. I love you. Love to you. Love to see it. You love to see see great awards get rewarded to well deserving individuals. Yeah, no, the pedophiles, man. They've they've deserved an award for a long time, and I'm just happy yep. for their community. Yeah, well, I'm enjoy your cracky. Enjoy yeah, your enjoy cracky. enjoy your cracky maps. My. <laughs> Well, that's what you want to be uh, called, right? My, yeah, my my winner uh, for the bruh moment of the year for me uh, has to be when Neil Druckmann would not let me shoot guns in the synagogue in Last of Us 2. <laughs> uh, that really sucked. That really fucking sucked. But no, in all, in all seriousness, the biggest bruh moment of the fucking year is at the end, at the, at the fake out ending of Last of Us Part 2, when it... When for a fucking split second, it feels like the story is actually taking a, a really interesting turn. And it's like, oh, fuck, we're really going to fucking do it, huh? Like, we're really going to see this fucking through and we're going to fucking kill Abby and we're going to, you know, do all this shit after everything. And after we got out of fucking jail free and all this shit, 
we're good we're gonna do it and then to get to the fucking beach and have this like fucking slap fight for three minutes which by the way stole its mechanics from the order 1886 and then and then for for nothing to happen for fucking Nothing to happen, and it's like, wait, dude, revenge was wrong the whole time. When we learned that lesson two hours ago with the other character, like, to be like, bro, dude, revenge is bad, man. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you, Naughty Dog. Terrible fucking game. Horrible fucking story. Three out of ten. That ending is my biggest bruh moment of the fucking year, because that's... They, uh, uh, you got me at bra, dude. What the? F- what else, man? Congratulations else to Neil Druckmann. I know this is the only award you deserved this year, so come on down. Get the audio team up there, though. The audio team. Did oh, they're, 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 the whole re- they're the whole reason that shit's not a two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the audio team's good. Yeah, so that's that's my bruh award of the year. Uh, okay, next award I want to hand off is best meme of the year. What is your best meme of the year, Sam? Because I know mine. Mine is free. T- hit, me, hit me with yours first. I want to think about mine. I want to I give a good answer. My meme of the year goes to David Guetta ends racism. An incredible <laughs> video that everyone should look up right now if you haven't seen it. Real, real quick, just explain, explain the meme, just in case people I can actually do this. I can do this perfectly. I have a, I have a great David Guetta because um, I've seen the, the video so many times. So... <laughs> Um, he's on a rooftop doing some sort of concert in June or July. Um, and he's like, uh, this record is in honor of George Floyd. Uh, and I hope that we can see more unity and more peace. And, and so of course the beat is going on in the background because David Guetta is a, is a DJ of some kind, right? Um, yes. And so, and so he goes, so shout out to his family, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and and so he's playing his fucking song the the beat is coming up right and he pl- he he hits a sound bite of Martin Luther King that just says i have a dream 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 <laughs> and then immediately there's there's a drop you know that's the drop and the hamster dance starts playing and so he's he's fucking grooving he's grooving to himself on this roof thinking fuck man i did it i did it i honored he George solved racism Floyd. dude it's over it's over racism race one of my favorite comments because i look at the comment section of that video often is yo racism been real quiet since so quiet this dropped. since he dropped this yeah <laughs> oh man i love i love i love that video so much um, so congratulations, uh, David Guetta, and whoever edited that. And you know what? While we're at it, to the hamster dance, give that one too. Everyone gets one. The editor, the hamster dance, and David Guetta. All of you, all get a cracky. Get a cracky. All get a cracky. Respect. I, you know, it's really tough for me to pick my my favorite my favorite meme of the year. But I do want to give a shout out. I want to give a a special cracky for like best meme of the year. I want to award it to r slash okay buddy retard, which is the definitive best fucking subreddit. Um, and that is humor that connects with me on such a deep primal fucking level. Um, and it, it's something that not everyone's gonna like. Even less people are gonna even under comprehend a remote bit of it. 
But if if you know, you know. And if you do, you'll understand why. So appreciate all the laughs this year. My favorite OKBR meme for that I that I can remember, the one that had me fucking cackling for like minutes, uh, was was when Abby, they, them, the pride flag, a cab, Pisces, all this shit says, that's not funny, my guy, on my tweet. And then it's the fucking Walter White after fucking Hank gets shot. Or he's like, he's got the distraught, like, oh, face. <laughs> was fucking great. I saw, I saw um, a version of that, a version of that, but it's, it's uh, Thanos sitting there disintegrating, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, that shit, that, I don't, dude, that, that just got me so bad, dude. It's so fucking funny. Uh, but in actuality, it's cum sub. Was cum sub? Bring me year? the cum sub! Was cum sub this year? I hope so. I saw it this year. Um, Congratulations to cum sub. You get the cracky. If you didn't make it this year, what do you will... mean I can't get cum on it? It's so fucking it's so funny. funny. Technically probiotic. Do I need to go on? Uh, so, if you didn't make it this year, we will come for you and take this, the fucking cracky back, but we will make you an honorary cum sub uh, from both of us. Yes. Get our, get our fucking, get a nice, a nice mixture of Sam and Miles fucking cum on a, on a, <laughs> on a flatbread. Or, uh, you know what, yeah. whatever you want, have it your way. Or whatever the fuck yep. they say. That's it, that's it. Yeah, have it your way, they say it there at Subway. Um, so... There you go. Uh, that's the cracky. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm, let's 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 get a nice sincere fucking song. All right, let's get an or not not song. Let's get a nice sincere uh, uh, crack in here. Oh Sam, Lord, Sam. Yes, this is the cracky for your favorite game of the year. Ooh, my favorite game of the year. What a fascinating fucking question. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you my favorite game that I played from the actual year of 2020. And then I'm going to give you my, my favorite game that I played all year. So for the, my game of 2020, the answer is probably Hades, but I need to play more of it. So I'm going to give it to Ultra Kill. Ultra Kill is Devil May Cry meets fucking Quake. And it's awesome. It has some of the most fun score attack shit ever. Um, and the weapons are really fun. And it's got great low poly art, which I'm such a sucker for. It It is the game that like made me be like, yeah, actually, I want to learn mouse and keyboard. Because that is, I can see this is the only way to fully experience this game. And any game to get me to do that deserves a fucking cracky. So much love to Hakita, who is the developer of that game. Uh, in New Blood, who are publishing it, fucking shout out. There goes your cracky. There's your cracky. But for my favorite game that I've played all year, I have to give it to Solitaire. And I know it's a fucking meme. It's been a gag all fucking show that I've been obsessed with Solitaire. But no, genuinely no joke, with maybe the exception of Monster Hunter World, because I did play Iceborne in January. That came out technically last year on consoles, but we PC scrubs apparently got it this year. Um, and I put about 80, 90 hours in. I put a lot of time in. But if there's any game that 
could have eclipsed that time this year, it's fucking solid there. I've had put in hours with the physical deck, how I learned to play, um, with the Microsoft Solitaire. I'm like level 62 or something fucking crazy. Um, and it is like my favorite game to play when I need my brain to be stimulated while like watching a video or like doing something else. But like, it's like watching something, but I need to do something. I just play solitaire because it's very easy to just like move shit around. You know, I don't got to think about it that hard. But it, again, it's just something. Uh, so yeah, got to give it to solitaire. That's my that's my my probably my favorite game I played all year. All right. This ancient game from like 1790 or whatever. Come get your cracky. Yep. Whoever the fuck rise from rise from your grave and get your fucking cracky, dude. Yeah, no, our our, our cracky goes to Mister Sole Tear. So uh, come come and get it, uh, Soul E Tear. Let me ref- let me rephrase that Klondike. Cl- the 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 version of Solitaire known as Klondike. Okay, which people also refer to as Solitaire. I just don't want people can get in and confused with Free Cell because my mom is obsessed with Free Cell. My dad likes Free Cell. I don't like fucking Free Cell. Free Cell it requires too much fucking brain power. I don't like it. Okay. All right. I'm fine. You know what? That's a good answer. So, uh, I'm going to give out two, okay? Two awards, like you did. Same thing? Yeah, same okay. thing. Uh, which is ironic, because I don't actually think that that the one I'm going to give it to is my favorite game of the year, but I'm giving it to... I'm going to I'm gonna call it the, the, un, the, the heater that I just got to award, okay? We'll call it that, all right? Uh, the the deserved heater award. So obviously, no surprises here, and I'm sorry to all the fucking plebs who hate this game. Final Fantasy VII Remake gets my cracky for game of the year. Love that game. Think it's awesome. Uh, I haven't played Like a Dragon. I hear that one is also really good. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Haven't played that one. But uh, if I have to rescind the cracky and give it to Yakuza, I will. Um, but for now, it's going to you, buddy. Tetsuya Nomura and company, come get that cracky. That everyone fucking hated. Uh, come get it. Bring it here. And I, and I, you know what? And while Nomura is on stage, I gotta give him a second cracky. I'm gonna give him a second cracky, okay? Give him a cracky for the Limit Cut DLC to Kingdom Hearts 3. You saved the fucking game, dude. You saved the game. It came out, everyone hated it. And then he's like, fine, here's Limit Cut. And everyone was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, Could you explain what this is? I have, like, no idea what you're talking Limit about. Limit Cut is a is a pack of 13 bonus bosses. Um, and it also comes with a free DLC update that speeds up the combat. So, like, they just okay. give you, like, new moves that, like, flow into each other better, make it feel better. And then you also just have these fucking 13 incredible boss fights. Like, actual, like, fucking perfect boss fights. Um, and then to top it all off, they end it with a secret boss, which is maybe one of the greatest boss fights I've ever fucking seen in my life. That boss is fucking fire. It's difficult. Who do you fight? It's fun. Um, it's a spoiler, so I can't say. Spoiler. What are you fucking, I don't care, right? Spoiler, it's... Spoiler, it's Yazora from Verum Rex, which actually might be Namora's next game. He basically used Kingdom Hearts 3... To tease his next game, because he's a crack addict. What is it with the fu- Why do legendary game developers do this shit? Because you, Suzuki, did this shit too with Shenmue 3! Cut this shit out! I don't like it! I love it because the thing about Yazora is that he was fake. He was not real. He was a fucking meme. They, like, he was a- he was a, an in-joke about Final Fantasy Versus 13. And then I'm like, the, and then they revealed he's fucking real. 
in, in the secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 3. And I was like, okay, sure. And then you fucking fight him. In, in the fucking DLC, and you're like, okay, what is going on? This is crazy. And his fucking moveset is dope, and he's voiced by Dylan Sprouse from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome. I love it, dude. I Disney love ties it. run deep. Dude, Disney ties run the deep. lore runs deep. So, so come get your cracky for Limit Cut for saving Kingdom Hearts. Congratulations. You did it. And then my other cracky of the year goes to Katana Zero. Respect, respect. Katana Zero is fucking awesome. Um, game is fuck, fucking. Did this sick. game come out this year? Came out twenty nineteen. Okay. okay, came out came out May of twenty nineteen, and that game is a fucking fire. Love it. Great game, worth playing. It's on uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass. If anyone's interested, yeah, on, uh, console and PC, play it. I have it. Good. I have it downloaded. Uh, yeah, it's 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 also it's not just like an interesting. It, it is similar to Hotline Miami, where it's not just an interesting video game that's like fast paced and fun, but it's also kind of a new interpretation of of the way that we can tell stories with games. Because you had Hotline Miami, which was like very mysterious and surreal and like incomplete almost. Um, yeah, you just got these like teases, and then there was in Katana Zero, they're like. They they do all this clever stuff with text and with the the death state, um, and it's all super interesting. Like like if you die in a cutscene, like it it you can die in a fucking cutscene, and and that is added to the story more or less. Like just and and whenever you like respond to a character, like you can actually break their dialogue bubble when you respond to them. It's like really interesting. Um, hmm. yeah, it's it's the best representation of like actual speech in text. Um, and, and it's done in very clever ways. Um, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's as good as Hotline Miami per se, but I, I, I do love it. I do love it for different reasons about as much. Um, so Katana Zero gets my cracky for game of the year that Miles just fucking played. Yeah. Oh, oh, Hades gets my game of the year for just fucking played. My cracky for just fucking played. Oh my God. Play it. It's so fucking good. Now, oh. we're going to give a cracky. We're going to give a cracky, Sam. Worst thing you fucking saw this year. Dad found out I ate all the ribs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. A cracky goes to dad found out I ate all the ribs. Now, I'll give, I'll give you a real answer to that question. Let me... Uh, the war, so, the worst thing I saw all year. What a fucking great question. The worst... Oh, man. I want to say, like, ooh, dude. You want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first if you have an answer? Could it be anything else, Sam? Could it be anything else but Lovecraft Country? The answer is no. It has to be Lovecraft Country. Genuinely the worst show I've ever fucking seen. If you like this show, you're a fucking white savior. The only reason. (laughs) Um... It sucked. It was bad. Jordan Peele, you're on thin fucking ice right now. So, shout out to his family. Uh, so, Lovecraft Country and Misha Green, whoever the whatever the hell you did, I'm not sure if you've done anything good before. I don't know. Uh, come get your cracky for Lovecraft Country. You fucked it up. Uh, uh, honorary yeah. cracky goes to Star Trek Picard. Oof. 
which is let's see which is not as bad no it's probably worse i don't know uh but lovecraft country probably for the worse if you're a star hate. trek fan uh yeah um, it's worse if you're a star trek fan i i mildly like star trek lovecraft country though gets the cracky for worst thing i've seen all year yeah, I, dude, I think I gotta give it a Last of Us Part Two. I hate to be, give it such a fucking, it's such a meme pick, it's such a meme normie pick, but like, I, I, I really don't, I can't think of any like specific piece of media from the year that I've watched that I like downright fucking hated as much as that game. It's just it's such a fucking slog, and the story's not even worth it. Where at least in like the the first Last of Us, the you know the gameplay is like. You know, it's still kind of whatever. It's not like the best. But I think it's, it's a little bit more it's okay. It's a bit. It's just paced out a bit better, I think, in the first game, um, which makes it a bit just a lot more tolerable than I feel like everything takes fucking hours to do. Like, let me remind you that two and a half hours of Last of Us Part Two is spent opening a fucking gate. Uh, like it's so ridiculous, and I just I I hate it. It sucks. The game fucking sucks. Um, and that's it. That's it. Neil Druckmann, come get your second award. Come back. Come back and get your award. Put 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 down the shotgun and come get your second award. Put down the golf club. Yeah, put down the golf club. With your club. hands in the air. So we can give you your fucking cracky. Yeah, then you can murder us. I think that's all Special of my- Special shout out to- His family. 13 Reasons Why Season 4. And Ooh. his family. Ooh, 13 Reasons Why I, Season 4. I forgot. I forgot. Probably the, uh, the only piece of live action TV I like- actually like sat through and watched this year i think uh which is fucking sad if you like tv but yeah i just i don't know dude i fucking love like i i need a show that can fill the void that 13 reasons left in my heart just like some really shitty teen drama what about Riverdale? Uh, it's also like super edgy oh dude i fucking love riverdale there you go but yeah. it's it's i'm waiting for season five it's coming back in i think february we'll have to find a nice edgy show for you next time but if anyone's got any recommendations of like some edgy teens in high school edgy drama or like shit happens or like they get pregnant or like someone tries to shoot up the school or like they get pregnant, or, or <laughs> that's just what all the lifetime ones are about. So, like, yeah. that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. So uh, now our final one is is I think this is the cracky. We we call this the crack the 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 feed crack loop. Okay, the feed yeah. crack loop award for because we're going to recommend episodes. Segment. That new listeners who this is their first episode, which in that case, I'm sorry, listen to last week. So that was a way better show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I- I'm going to pull up our list and I want to shout out like a-, a bunch of episodes like as like that, like it, it, like people, if they ask me, Sam, I'm interested in listening to your podcast. What what where should I start? Like, I want to like here would be the episodes I would recommend. If you want, if I'd re- if if we'd recommend like, it, yeah, we said earlier we separate the show between pre Last of Us and post Last of Us. Uh, that also works. We could also use that as pre Mike, uh, pre Miles Bad Mike and post Miles uh, Bad Mike. Yes, yeah, that's good. Or it shouldn't. It would be during. It would be Bad Mike era, post Bad Mike era, good Mike. Yeah, era. which is around but, episode fourteen. No, episode sixteen, I believe. Right. 
I, yeah, I think I think last was was the last one we did with the shitty mic. I think, but yeah. I could be wrong. Or that was the first one we did with the good mic. I, no, I don't it really was remember. it was it was the shitty mic. Um, but yeah, fucking wacky packs is a great fucking episode. Justin gets AIDS is is it, it, I I think is like in the running for our our episode like episode of the year. Um, shout out, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it, but, like, shout out Uzaki-chan wants to reconnect America, which is our second most listened to episode by, like, a lot. Um, People like Uzaki-chan. I I guess so, dude. Um, the Nintendo Madness Bracket is great if you want to kill six and a half hours. Um. I I just want to apologize for the Earthbound ranking. I, I wasn't thinking. I regard that to this day. Anyways, continue. Shout out Ripping Your Socks in Lovecraft Country. There is one v- uh, communist VTuber among us, the Mega Milker, um, the King of This Vid, the Definitive Zero Mascot Power Level Tier List, Horny Street State Prison, uh, Merry Crackmas. Like, I think those are like, so, I, I feel like we like, I, I, it's all backloaded. Like, yeah. the whole list of like good episodes is backloaded. We, we did which get is better. Good. Which is good. Which is good. But um, I have to give an award to my favorite crack house moment, okay, of okay, this year. Yeah. And I think we both know what it is, okay? It is the crack house feed crack loop in masturbatory memeage goes to wake up kids, new coconut Fred on TV. Wake up kids, new coconut Fred on TV. It's, it kills me every time. Every time, um, yeah. So, that is my favorite bit yeah. we've done on the pro- on the show. Absolutely, uh, that fucking five minute bit about the fucking kids WB snow jam is so fucking good. A couple other like like big bits we did that I really fucking like. Um, I I really do love the the serial mascot power level tier list. That's where we a talk good one. about the cra- where we talk about the fucking crazy squares yeah. and all that shit. Is like fucking funny. Um, I, I, I like the, uh, the, obviously we got to shout out the, the fucking mega milker monster truck rally. At the RR uh, arena. Yeah. At the RR arena. At the lolly convention center. Uh, the episode, uh, shout out the episode where we, uh, <laughs> where we, the one we started Lovecraft on. We do, we started doing the Lovecraft ones on where it was just like, wow, this show really is like nasty. Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think was coming. No, that was ripping your socks, I believe. Yeah, ripping your socks. I, I, it, I'm pretty sure was was that. Yeah. Uh, that also had another great bit where I like go go super like yeah, super you go super autistic. fucking you go you go super autistic screeching over socks <laughs> over my fucking damn socks. I want to shout out one of my one of my favorite jokes. Okay. From any of the episodes, uh, was was one from like two one or two weeks ago where and it was you who was like. Despite only being 13% of the pop Twitter population, Twitter artists commit 56% of the scams. <laughs> and that shit is so fucking funny. Well, folks, I think that closes out our Crackies Awards. I just want to say, even though the show is not ending yet because it's too short, I just want to say thank you all. Wait, is it fucking seriously too short? Oh yeah. my God, it is. Yeah. Jesus. I just want to say thank you all so much for joining us this year. We've had a wonderful year. Um, and, uh, and honestly, Crackhouse, without it, I genuinely don't know if I would know what month it is. Um, this show yeah, has, oh, has saved our lives during quarantine, and I hope, at the very least, that you guys enjoyed it. I know we have some listeners, right? We're getting, like, some yeah. views. 
Yeah, no, we get an average. No, we get an average of about like forty listeners a week, which that's is really excellent. good. Yeah, I, that's great. I didn't even realize we had. I'll that take many. that. And our and our Twitter. I've noticed our Twitter has been picking up a bit more and more. We've been catching follows and stuff. Thank you. Yes, thank Mickey's you so much. Crack house. And yeah, no, it's been no, it's been great doing this fucking show. I don't know. I don't think we we've spoken about. We may or may not have spoken about this on the actual show before. But the day the first episode went up was the day I lost my job. So this became like the only thing I had to do. Like every single week, yeah, uh, and it was, yeah, and it was great. It was like it, again, as you said, it, yeah, you let me know what month it was. It, you know, it kept me in, in, uh, in you on like some kind of track, and it also like this is a great show for us to just hang out and catch up every week because we probably wouldn't, we probably wouldn't VC as much if it wasn't for for Crackhouse. Oh, no, and at I'm all. thankful at, yeah, and I'm and I'm thankful for this show uh, at the end of the day, if anything, that. It just gives us an excuse to hang out. Yeah. Fun. Like, yeah. Samuel Kingmo wants to hang out. Should be yeah. the name of Hatsune Miku's crack house. Yeah. You both you both got fat tits, so I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, you know what? We, maybe we should hand out waifu of the year. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, girl, fuck. Girl of the year. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. What about you? Who's your girl of the year? It's Uzaki-chan. It right? is Uzaki-chan. It has to be. And, and Uzaki-chan is not... I'm not, like... I don't like her like that. You know, she's not a waifu, right? Yeah. But I, I spent so much time with her this year. All right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, th- I think she, I, I think that the, the, that people who read the manga and really like her are on to something. Uh, yeah. cause she's just, she's, she is, in my opinion, a very unique personality, um, in the landscape of like, these mangas about some fucking sycophantic weirdo who follows you around, yeah. like, in the landscape of like Nagataro, uh, and, um, um, Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, like, like, uh, basically about, like, a simp, or about, like, like, a, a show centered around a personality, right? Yeah. Uzaki-chan is such a unique personality, and, and I, I, I think that, uh, you, you kind of do have to, like, read the manga or watch the show to kind of really understand that, like, as far as waifus go... In 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 the most literal sense, she's probably one of the the anime characters that I could realistically see being a real person, and I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Um. She she just which like, is which is so which is so fucking funny and ironic considering all the drama surrounding yeah, that. Like all the show. drama surrounding her is is that she doesn't look realistic, which is I, I suppose completely fair. I mean, the eyes are stupid. Um. But like. <laughs> But there is a really weird and interesting, like, personality to her where, where she is a very, like, she's a relatively, like, layered person, um, which I find quite unique. So, uh, I don't know. I, I got, it's gotta be, I gotta give it to Uzaki-chan. Uh, she's not a That's, waifu, but she is, she is, I think, a very distinct and interesting character from this year. That's great. Because, because I thought while you were talking, I, I was thinking about it a bit more, and I thought of a real answer to like best girl like of the year. Okay, and y- you have to, g- and I think it's like so, when you think about it, it's like super obvious. You have to give it a Project Melody. Oh yeah, because sure. VTubering went from basically being that was like kind of like the like a it was basically Kizuna fucking, Ai and like nothing. Yeah, else. it was it was Kizuna Ai and that was like kind of that's like anime deep lore shit to, yeah. in my opinion. That's like, you know, that's like tier 3 or 3 to 4 on the fucking iceberg, right? Yeah. Like it's it that that like to go to for to see it go from like that to now like a ton of like just 
popular YouTubers who are just like celebrities in their own right. Yeah. Like having VTuber avatars and doing VTuber stuff. And like d the game has changed, dude. War is fucking changed. And it's cool as fuck. It's like, I don't know. It feels like very rare. Like, it, like we haven't seen like a, cause I, I love YouTube. I, I've, I think it's going to the point where I think I love YouTube as, as much as I do video games now. I think my love for the two are even at this point. Um, and it's so cool to see like such a disruptive thing happen, uh, in the scene and to see like all these like names and, and characters get brought up and, and people make a ton of fucking money. It's just cool. It's just interesting. And I, and we've bitched and complained about VTubers, but like we've been talking about them since episode fucking three of the no, show. I mean, I, I like VTubers. It's, it's more like I, I fucking, I hate, um. Uh... Not, I don't hate VTubers. I hate. Uh, I hate. I hate communism. Yeah, I hate communism. Uh, That's literally it. I hate communists. Yeah, which is it. But like, I. I. But you know, with all that being said, I still like super fucking respect the content. I respect all the people that uh, that fucking do it and that have made like great fucking content with it too. Yeah. Um. Like I don't know. Like I just got introduced to fucking Code Miko like a week ago. That shit's fucking crazy. Like all the tech and shit involved in that's fucking wild. So you and know what I you know what I think? I think we gotta do a person of the year award. And you know who it's gotta go to? Give it to me. Corone. Alright. You want oh you wanna give it to Corone? I think person of the year specifically has to go to Corone. Because she fucking blew up. I think she is the reason that VTubers are are as big as they are. You think you think so? I, I don't, but I do. Because I, I think she is the most popular, and she's the, the a lot of people's introduction to VTubers. She's sort of she's sort of like the the first like key master of the VTuber gate. We're like pro and like here's the thing, Project Melody. We all like Project Melody, of course, but she she does a very specific thing for a very specific audience. Um, yeah. But with Corone, I think everyone likes her. There's like no one who dislikes Corone. Yeah, just because like it's just like dumb fun. Because that was like because I get recommended VTuber clips all the fucking time. Everybody fucking did. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, and I'm thinking about it now, and I want to say, like, a majority of those clips were Corona. Yeah. Specifically. And and I, I do want to shout out uh, uh, another person of the year, okay? Yeah. I want to shout out another VTuber of the year. Person of the year goes to Corona, but VTuber of the year goes to goes to Iron Mouse. Yeah, Mousy's pretty pretty sick. Yeah, we because mostly because like I think I think Iron Mouse sort of represents what's fucking awesome about VTubers, which is that you can be this like personality um in a way that like Iron Mouse couldn't fucking do YouTube videos. Yeah. It's just she's not fucking capable of it, you know? She lives yeah. in her room and eats through a fucking IV bag. Like it's not happening for her. Um, yeah. But what's cool about VTubers is like you can you can get on there, you can take on a character, and you can have like this sort of like irreverent comedy, you know, that that uses like interfacing and and just like so. I, I think Iron Mouse kind of represents like as weird as it sounds, the good of VTubers. Like the VTuber trend is not just like oh fucking cute anime let's players, great, nice. Yeah. It's like. Like Iron Mouse is a person who basically found new life through VTubering, and and it's and it's 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 allowed her to do this really cool internet celebrity thing, in spite of her health problems, in spite of the fact that she really can't do a whole lot from you know like from a like she can't go out and make a fucking vlog where she goes to like you know fucking Joshua Tree 
or whatever. <laughs> and 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 the, the the vlog is 28 minutes long and nothing happens in it. She can't go and do that. She can't be a fucking Instagram influencer, you know? She can't fucking show yeah. off whatever. Like because she's sickly and and she she has her health to think of. Um, but she can be a fucking VTuber, and she can be a goddamn great VTuber, too, that everyone loves and everyone yeah. thinks is funny, um, and, uh, is just generally, like, a, you know, I, I, I think what's really cool about VTubers is basically encapsulated in Iron Mouse. Couldn't have said it better. Shit's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's cool as fuck. It's, I agree. No, it's, it's so cool. I just love, like, I don't know, it's just cool to see, like, it's just cool to see different shit. Like it's just refreshing to just get with the hit with like a new wave of stuff. I I don't know. It's just like always fun. Like that's why I like about YouTube is you really never know what you're gonna get. You really never know what's gonna what's gonna hit and what's gonna take off. Uh, and like VTubing is a perfect example of that. It's like super fucking weird. It's like everyone makes fun of people, you know, giving money to 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 real women and shit. Like you know, for years and years and years or whatever. Now it's fake women, dude. Uh, but to see it just take off in such a big way, I think is so fucking cool. You think Corona has like a dog pussy or like a people pussy? What if she was a guy the whole time? If Corona was a guy the whole time, dude, there's a, still an audience for that. There, there, there most definitely is. I, I'm just saying that the market is ready. All right. The market is ready for the first femboy VTuber. Miles, I think you just stumbled on a million dollar idea. Dude, I'll fucking do it, dude. I'll sell, I'll dude, sell I, my soul to the fucking devil. Dude, I'll become the first dude, fanboy VTuber, dude. Dude, I fuck. Because I've been like... So, so... I, I'm such a... Okay, I'm gonna get into some weird deep lore shit. You just extended the show by another fucking ten minutes, by the way. Because now I want to talk about this. You know, it's the end of the year, baby. Let's, like, make it as long as we want. I mentioned at the beginning of the show... I've been making YouTube content, and I've been taking it pretty, and, and, and Tom and I have been taking it pretty seriously, and I'm really, really trying to, to figure out what makes a video go viral, and what gets people to click on your video. And the answer like is femboys, dude! The, the, I mean, the answer is good titles, but, uh, but, but yes, the answer could be femboys, and I'll get to this in a second, because I recently found out that uh, one of my uh, good buddies, uh, you know, mutuals, had a YouTube channel. That was he was running. He he was like a Pokemon like artist channel, and he did two videos regarding the Jaden Animations Platinum Nuzlocke video that dropped about a week and a half ago. If you're when you're listening to this, and it was a super popular video, got like seven million views in the first week. Huge fucking video, and his channel went from about twelve thousand subs to like well over forty thousand off of these just. Two videos, and one of them was just called Pokemon Artist Reacts to Jaded Animations Platinum Nuzlocke, and it had a really great thumbnail. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's where we're at? Oh, you, you Pokemon Artist? Anyone could say that. I could say that. So what, what can be my thing? To which it brings us to Femboys React. Dude, I, I'm to- just saying... I'm just gonna tell you up front, hamburger. You cannot be a femboy. I can be a femboy. All right. I have. Why can't I be? Yo, fuck you. I can be anything I want to be. Why can't you can't be a fucking femboy? Because femboys got to be fucking slender and look like women. And I am slender and I look and sound like a woman. 
But you need to understand something, Miles, that, you know, we're not trying to be femboys. We're trying to be VTuber femboys. That's true. I don't got to look like fucking anything, dude. That's true. If if we're going to be VTuber femboys, here's the thing. I'm a free VTuber femboy, dude. All right. I'm free. I'm fucking free. Listen to my voice, how free it is. All right. This is a femboy voice. This is a voice that you want to fucking hear moan when you stick your fucking dick in his when little find boy puss. When, when you find out he ate all your fucking ribs. Dude. When you when uh. when this boy eats all your fucking ribs, you want to hear it moan, dude. Um, which is unfortunate because and and I I wonder though. I wonder if I'm disqualified from the femboy because the thing about femboys is all of them are gay as fuck, uh, and all of them are submissives. And I'm neither of those things. But, but, but like, hear me out. What if, what if I just had, cause, cause I already have my, my VTuber persona thought out. It's big titty samurai with green, with the silver hair, with the green streak through it. Wearing like a fucking kimono or whatever. And it's going to be fucking sick. And that could just be, it's like, yeah, fucking, you know, it's femboy, you know, whatever. What are we? I don't know what 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 should my VTuber be called? What should my fem VTuber be called? Femurai. <laughs> Fe- femurai. 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 Wake the fuck up, Femurai. <laughs> we have some. We have some fucking simps to grab, dude. Yeah, uh, the the names are hard, but um. Yeah, I mean that's that's. It could, I, I mean, I could just be I could just be King Machan and just leave it at that. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, you know, the the whole the I'm just saying, becoming a femboy VTuber, dude. That's that's how we're gonna make our money next year in 2020, 2021. Um, dude, I'll do fucking anything for internet fame. Yeah. <laughs> will you let me? Will you let? Will you eat all the ribs for internet fame? <laughs> will you let me pound that asshole for internet fame? Damn. <laughs> Dude, we should make a sex tape. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be with each other. We should just leak a sex tape. That would be we just wait, we just leak any tape. No, 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 no. We have to have sex, film it, and then leak our sex tape. Oh, we just oh we leak our own tapes. Okay. Yeah, we leak our own sex tape. We should have a sex tape. Um you you you, you jumped over step one, have sex. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen. That's true, that's true. Not in quarantine, that's for sure. Six feet oh, apart yeah. sex, dude. You just, like, jerk off and hope that it lands Hey, man, leave room for Jesus, dude. You know those, like, suction cups that, that people use to, like, get milk out of, like, cows? <laughs> yeah. You should just have one of those attached to your dick, and then the, the the end of it is attached to someone's mouth, and that's sex. That's sex in 2020 during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, make sure to bust the fattest fucking nut right in your bed sheets <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> Uh, and celebrate the year with with a nice good nut. We'll see you all in 2021. Thank you so much for sticking with us for listening. This has been honestly some of the most fun I've ever had in my whole life making internet content. Um, and we're not stopping anytime soon, dude. Let me tell you, the nope. crack house is going until one of us dies, or until I have a what? job and we have to rip all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. Sam, any closing words to end 2020 with? Dad found I ate I ate the rib king out. <laughs> Dad found out I ate, I ate the rib king. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Anime thighs when she opened up so what I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy
pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Sailing though with my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs when she 